lightsabers up to the sky And we're shouting with one voice out loud Hey, that's just a sample of We Are Nerds, which is the brand new single by me, Justin Timpain, one half of Trek Off. So listen, go on iTunes and get it for yourself. It's only 99 cents. It's also on Amazon. It's on Spotify. It's wherever you buy your music, Google Play, it's going to be there. So look for We Are Nerds. And then you can, if you need to add my name, Justin Timpane, T-I-M-P-A-N-E, it goes to help us make this show. It goes to help us make more songs like that. But please, please get a copy of We Are Nerds. You can see the video on YouTube. That's We Are Nerds. Okay, Time for Trek Off. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a shit. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Cockoff. My name is Justin. My name is Alex. No, I, say, I meant Trekoff. What'd I say? Cockoff, I think. Cockoff. So there's this knock part. Knockoff with your knockoff. Wait, though. There's, 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 this, there's this part in our film uh, where uh, Mike Doherty just goes, 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 Trekoff is cockoff. And it's all just in my head. No. Just Trekoff is cockoff. I don't remember him saying that. He does. And then Daniel Ross goes, get off my cock. Oh, I, th- yeah. I think that's what it's like. I think I, I heard ross but not yeah like i I don't think i made out for whatever reason when we were watching you didn't make out during the film at all there you did not make out even once during the film i don't i do i would have put it right in there no wait well i mean pj made out with your movie anyway hey let's talk about friends that nobody else knows but us welcome to trek off actually let's oh we can actually talk about this later but i i watched uh so on um on my television like i have um a 3d tv um, oh, I got, yeah. like one of the last plasma 3D TVs because I'm like a video file and I, I hate, hate, hate the new uh, LED TVs because I really hate the soap opera effect. I like my movies to look magical and real. Hey, you so, know what? That that can be turned off. The LED. That's not the LED. That's it, the uh, that's it, a refresh rate. That's 60 hertz. You can turn it back down to what it's it, supposed it to be. It is sometimes. But like sometimes because like, I've tried to fix my mom's. For instance, like some TVs, it's easier than others. And the real problem is, is you have no way of knowing until you fucking have the TV. And like there are very few places where you can go where you can. And like a lot of times, even when I went into Best Buy looking, because it was like really hard to find a plasma at the time because I had done research like a few years back when we were like going to replace our TV. And I was like, perfect. I found exactly what I I found exactly the 3D TV that I wanted because I really wanted a 3D TV. Um, So I had like a printout and everything. And I was like, awesome. It was like the Panasonic, the last um panasonic um plasma and theirs was the best and the thing was fucking it was beautiful and it was sweet and um, so what'd you watch what'd you watch um anyway fine we watched on the tv they had like a thing that they talked about that's going away like it's like a 3d now app is like going away um, and I'm like, why would you get rid of this app? Like every once in a while they'll have these, like, we're getting rid of this app. And I'll be like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't care. Right. <laughs> so like, but this time I was like, why would you get rid of it? Like on a 3d TV? Like, I know it didn't really take off the way everybody thought it would, but I fucking love 3d. And yeah, no, we do. Like, we watch the, and you know, you can still get 3d Blu-rays. They still release them. Just got to buy I mean, I absolutely try, but sometimes they don't like, um, I want to say world of tomorrow. I wanted to get that in 3d and I haven't been able to find it anywhere. There've been a number of, uh, of movies that I've had to go, uh, to get in in the UK that yeah, you had sure. to like yeah, yeah. get them region Like Frozen. Free. Frozen is, you, yeah. you have to get the region Frozen free. I had to get from the UK. Which doesn't exactly. play in the fucking Xbox One. I just want to put that out there. It only plays in 2D on Xbox One. I don't know why. It's bizarre. 
Really? Same with, same with Avatar, but that's another story. Ava- oh, Baltimore, that's, a, that's a pain in the yeah. ass. Like, that's, that's why, why you bought... There's, there's nothing good about Avatar except the 3D. Like, seriously. I mean, yeah, the 3D is just glorious in it. It's yeah, if you so take the if you take the 3D away, it's Fern Gully. It's yeah, truly, it's really not yeah. that good with with the 3D though. You're just like, oh. So right? yeah, so so and sometimes so, I'm like, just that's yeah. another reason to use a PS4. I'm just saying, like, both so what is it? So what is this 3D app that you got? What's the 3D? Well, app? so it's just like some app that like you can see like at, like surfaces like random 3D content. A lot of it is trailers, and I'm like, okay, well then maybe I can see why we don't need this app anymore. But then I found like a section that was like documentaries. And um, there was a couple, there was like, I want to say it was one or two. It was like, I forget what it was called, but they were about cars. And, and I like, I really like cars and motorcycles and shit like that. Right. And it was, I was like, oh, this is cool. So like, it's like sweet ass rides in like 3D and it's like a documentary. And here's the thing. So this is what I learned from this, especially since you told the last time we talked, you were talking about putting music in ours and stuff. I was like, why did they do this? The music is so loud in this documentary that I couldn't hear like a damn thing the people were saying. I was like, Uh. now I understand that like perhaps not everything coming out of these people's mouths would be the most interesting thing you've ever heard. What if that was the whole documentary? It wasn't though, because you could catch snippets of things, right? Like every once in a while, if there was a lull in the song, you could hear like how they talked about finding this piece of, of, you know, the car or whatever. I'm like, I actually want to hear this shit. Like, I don't want to just watch 3D images of cool ass cars. Not that I don't want to do that too, but like, I want to hear how they made it. I want to hear the journey of, of getting all the pieces together. I want to hear the tweaks they made. Like, that's the fucking point, right? Like, is it just me? Am I wrong? Is that not? Well, I mean, it's 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 like for me, it would be like watching a football documentary. It's not my thing, um, but I can I can I can appreciate that you like it. <laughs> <laughs> so you would be fine the fact that you couldn't hear what these people were saying. Be like, oh, cool. I guess it's like listen. I love to this that you took the time cool to watch cars. that, but but you didn't go fucking see Deadpool, which is in two D. You can watch it for six bucks on a on a morning. It's Dude, so good. I'm not going to see it in 2D. First it's only available in 2D. It's not been released in 3D. What? Yeah, it's a 2D film. Are you kidding? It's a it's a $50 million film. They took $50 million to make this film. It's made like $800 million. It was made and for- they didn't do it in 3D? I don't understand. No, because they, they thought it was a cheap movie. They made it cheap. They didn't know if it was going to be successful. Like this is, and this is now going to be like the, probably in domestic. No, I heard it's the yeah. it's the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Yeah, and it's it's, but it was only made for fifty million dollars, so they no, they didn't do any three D conversion on it or anything. Oh wow! It's two D, yeah. That's oh, oh. so wild. It's good too. You should really I, see. I it. believe that it like all the trailers that I've seen. I'm like, and and I've always felt like Ryan Reynolds has got this like locked down. Like he's yeah. he's Deadpool, and like. I guess I don't know. If it was you, or if it was Mr. A, was telling me that they uh, that Ryan Reynolds have been trying to get this movie made for like a long time. Ever and since like, X Men no, Origins Wolverine, where he's Deadpool. Oh God! And that was just a travesty. But he was good in it until they fucked him until up. Until they when, fucked it up. Absolutely. But the but the brief amount of time he's allowed to act like Deadpool in the movie, he's perfect. He's great. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's like and you have to wonder like that's that's one of those moments in a film where you go, now let me get this straight. Somebody in a room somewhere was like, and this is the part where we ha- where we see Deadpool and we have Deadpool, but but he can't talk. No, oh, yeah, it's a great idea, and and he's <laughs> and he's what? got knives like Baraka and can shoot optic blasts because reasons. 
Like yeah. I'm here's the thing. I could even I could even conceive of a world in a when a person in a room would be like, "We're going to give them these cool blades for heads and just going to shoot a laser no. just because no, like No, though. No, no because no, I, like hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, just because the way we are in Hollywood, like it's not enough, right? Like it's not enough for them just to have a couple of swords. Fine. I could even potentially accept that. But what I don't get is taking away the thing that makes him Deadpool. <laughs> like, no, I hear you. I hear and I agree. Right? With you. It's like I agree with you. but he doesn't talk. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> no, it's a great idea. Clearly, because X Men Origins Wolverine worked out so well. They well, spent two hundred great flick. <laughs> they spent a hundred a hundred plus million dollars on that and it barely made its money back, and then they make this for fifty and it's like fuck you. And that's um, why I love it. Like I honestly, like I haven't even seen it yet and I'm sure there will probably still be things that I'll I'll have upset with because of you know women reasons generally in movies, but like, yeah, no, the women the women don't get treated that well. But you know, I but you know, there's something to be said for a blatantly chauvinistic character. Like I I'm almost sure. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm almost more okay with that than than the character who's supposed to be norm than the normies. Who are yes, and uh, they just—they're all chauvinistic pigs. And then it's—and then it's—it's it's, then that—that's subversive chauvinism. Where where yes, like I definitely—if you're gonna go one way or the other, like if it's about him being chauvinistic and that's like a—that's a thing, right? Yeah. Like that's a character thing. Then I do, it definitely doesn't bother me as much as just like the the we should all understand the norm is that women are not as good as men. Right, like that is far more offensive to me. I agree, and that's why I was like, I know from the previews, I'm like, I know there's some chauvinistic stuff that's probably gonna make me irritated. But like at the same time, much like you, I was like, I don't know if it'll irritate me as much because of you know it being that's why, right? He's chauvinist. Yeah. Um, but like, even if you know I don't love this movie, I love the victory of it. I love sure, that yeah. he was like, just believe in this. Like this, we'll do like, it. We can do this. I know. You guys don't want to take the plunge on this whole not being PG-13 thing, but we can't do Deadpool at PG-13, okay? <laughs> and no, and trust me, it's going to be good. People will like it. it will I be wish great. that we could talk about it. I wish I, because I don't want to spoil anything. Not that there's a plot to spoil, because it's not about the plot. Like it's it's like no. if I if I have a spoiler for you, it's that you will have figured out the plot within two seconds of the movie that's not about that. It's yeah. No, just... I mean, it, it's about and and there's something brilliant about it because the plot is so simple, infantile almost. It's clearly just a throwback to the worst of 1980s action films. It is not a good plot them. at all. I love and that, them. But that that gives a chance for Ryan Reynolds to sort of dance around that and make it about being Ryan Reynolds in the middle of it. And so that's that's it's yeah, we're seeing Huge, yeah, I'm, huge, it's, I'm sure it's, it's like it occurred to me when I saw the preview. I'm like this movie is not about the plot. This movie's about Deadpool. Like that's what, you know what you I mean. What? Like it's very nearly the same plot of X Men Origins Wolverine. It's almost <laughs> the same exact plot in some ways, but in this case, you know, it's well. The it's thing is, is that like and I think that Wolverine is a, is a, a, a an engaging character, but like there's something about Deadpool. You know what I mean? As a as a character that's just intrinsically, you just you don't care what he's doing, kind of right. Well, this you is the thing that excites me, though. The thing that excites <laughs> me about the big success of the R rated of this R rated film, and I've heard already they're gonna do an R rated release of Batman v Superman. Which fuck you, like I'm a, I'm as a parent, I'm a little bummed that we're even getting getting a PG thirteen related uh, Batman v Superman. I understand that we got to do it, but like it's it's Batman and Superman. This should be the movie for everyone to go see. 
This should not be. I mean, be. here's the thing. Like, if you've got Superman in it, he's like the most of all the superheroes, right? He's probably the most like I don't know, like like the Bill Cosby of the Mar- of the of the DC world. Sure, and then Batman. Right? While Batman, while while goth and depressed, is like the most like he he's the most just of all of them. This should truly be the dawn of justice, not the dawn of horrible dark violence. And <laughs> and and I will see it, and I and I still hold out hope that it's good, although the rumblings are that it's not. But I'm still holding I'm out. I'm certain hope. it's not. I really am. I, I yeah, but really you know what? I I know that Man of Steel was not great, and I know that everybody hated Sucker Punch, but I still love Watchmen, and I still love, and I think yeah, that, I love th- and I think that 300 is good, and I think yeah, I that, like that uh, and I think the remake of Dawn of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead from like 10 years ago, is really good. I know that Zack Snyder can make a good movie, um, just because he hasn't done that in a while. It's not, no reason. That, <laughs> you think maybe he's due? I don't know. I because mean, based I on read, what I've I, seen, I, I don't think so. I fucking read these comics, sadly. though. I read these comics, and the X-Men were the dark ones and the brooding ones and the and the morally ambiguous ones. I mean, the reason you went to DC was because they were your stalwarts. So, like, I, I'm... The idea that they're now yeah, going to make like, you, an like, R-rated you Superman, Superman movie? And Marvel is probably Cyclops. You know, he's a bit of a, of a boy scout. An R-rated like, Superman movie? Just say those words. I know. It's ridiculous. It's like, it should not wait, be the what? case. But, but I will say this. I'm excited at the concept of an R-rated Wolverine movie. Agreed. That exci- that like, there me. are certain characters. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, I think what, and I think the point and not for sex, to make- for violence. For uh, that we yeah. watch, no, we watch what five, five, six, six movies with Wolverine as right. Let's see, X one, X two, X three. He's barely in first class. We won't count that. Days of Future Past, X Men Origins, and the Wolverine. So yeah, six movies yeah. with Wolverine as like the main character, and we've never seen what those claws can do to somebody. Like, and if this is going to be his last film, because it is, it's going to be his last film. We don't have to worry about whether kids are going to come back to Wolverine after this. Then fine. Let's do it. it. Let's like, 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 because I've got so many issues of Wolverine with him covered in blood. Oh, I know. That's like, like, that's what, that's part of who he is. It's not all of who he is. The sensitive guy is part of who he is. Here's what I think, like to me anyway, like, and I don't, obviously I'm not Ryan Reynolds, so I don't actually know, but like, it occurs to me that his position, that his point isn't about like, let's make you know, superhero movies are rated. His point was like, let's not decide that because we want to reach this market, this is what this should be rated. Let's make that based on the, like you can't like making a PG 13 or a PG rated Deadpool movie makes no sense. You can't do it. Not if you're going to do it right. So let's, let's be true to the characters. Let's be true to the story we're trying to tell and let that be how we decide what, what it's rated as opposed to the other way around. Exactly. And be discerning about your characters because you've got a billion characters you can do. So like like know what characters to use and how to use them. So, for instance, I don't think that a Daredevil film would ever work. Now, now I want to be clear. I liked the Ben Affleck Daredevil Daredevil. film. I liked the Ben Affleck Daredevil film. I did. And and I loved the R-rated version of the film because they cut stuff I didn't like out of it and they put stuff I liked better into it. So the R-rated director's cut is actually a pretty good movie. But now oh, that I've even seen that, interesting. Now, now that I've seen the show of Daredevil, I and and having read Daredevil when I was a kid, I was like, oh yeah, it's serialized. That was what was made Daredevil great. It wasn't his big grand adventure he was on, like the Avengers. It wasn't the big mission that he was on, like the Avengers. It was what's happening from like 
in Matt Murdock's life in the day to day and day to day and day to day. And if the and if the money could be there for it, frankly, I think Spider Man would be better in that in that in like, that way as well. In that I realm agree. as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Like but, I mean I but watched if you're that gonna, as a cartoon growing up and it was it, it was it felt good. You but you gotta I mean? like, but you gotta right. spend the but you gotta spend the money on it. And I think that like for the money you, you gotta do like you're gonna spend money on Spider, and he's and he's your he's the most first tier Marvel character. You he's got to be the one of the movies, and I get that. And they tried to do serialized movies, and the first two worked with Tobey Maguire, and I yep. kind of li- and I kind of like the reboot Spider Man. Frankly, I think there's a lot. I think people shit I just on those. I think there was enough different or interesting about it to to really make except it except Peter and Gwen. I like way better than Peter and, and Mary Jane, and I liked Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy better than I liked. Uh, that better than I like Kristen Dunst as Mary Jane, um, and I sure, like. But I think that's a personal. I think most people like I. I'm. I just tend to prefer Emma Stone. And like, I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, not as Peter, but as Spider Man yes. <laughs> better than I liked Tobey Maguire. And I think that I think that poor Andrew Garfield gets shit on because the movies weren't what what everybody wanted. I think he's a great fucking actor, and I think I think even as Peter, he does a great job. Now the script doesn't do a great job, but he. That's what I mean. Like it, like it just didn't. It, it's one of those things where it's like, let's reboot it. Like just because we can. Not because you can. We, you and I talked about this. Well, not because you can. It's because you have to. Yeah, whatever. Because it's, you have to. Because you have to. Why do you think there have been? Why do you think? Could X-Men you have mo- just made a short? Like, does that not count? It does not count. It has to be a theatrical release. It has to be a theatrical feature. Huh. And so that's why. I mean, that's why the Roger Corman Fantastic Four ever got made is because they just wanted to hold on to the rights. <laughs> it was oh, never the most in- recent yeah. Fantastic Four that I haven't no, no, seen that's probably horrible. Um, you know, it's weird. I want to see it. Knowing I do too. That I just don't want to pay for it. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, and it's at Redbox. So I was thinking about getting a Redbox. And I'm okay with watching a movie that's a train wreck. As a matter of fact, I've watched both the Punisher movies and they're train wrecks. They're not great. Hey, but they're- which Punishers are you talking about? The uh, all of them, the Dolph Lundgren, the no, the, that movie's fantastic. Shut your mouth. It's not fantastic. It's fucking, I'm sorry. It's fucking great. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I watch. I've watched the other two. I think the third one actually, Warzone, is actually pretty good. But oh um, god, no, that is the only one that isn't any good. What's wrong with you? But but here's here's my point. None of them are very good. But I kind of watch them because they're train wrecks. My my what I've heard about the Fantastic Four movie is not that it's just a train wreck, but that it's boring. And the one thing you can't be if you're a superhero film, I'm sorry. I really think, yeah, boring. I mean, how do you manage boring as a superhero film, I feel like? Well, it's, again, it's really interesting listening to the... the I got really into this story uh, when it came out because uh, Josh Trank, uh, who directed it, um, was on Smodcast uh, on, uh, or on Fat Man on Batman, um, Kevin Smith's podcast, um, where he was on a four-part, a four-hour, four-part series leading up to the release of Fantastic Four and he recorded three parts and then he was going to come back and record the fourth part after the movie came out and it was this big lead up and in, and so for three weeks I listened to this guy tell his whole story about how he made his first how he rose up through art school and how he uh, through film school and how he made his first movie independently and how he made Chronicle and like how he got Fantastic Four and, and then right before the movie came out like the studio started really blaming him hard and he attacked the studio on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. And all this stuff happened. And there was this huge meltdown. And he of course never came back for the fourth one because oh, wow. he like went into hiding. Like, cause, oh, cause wow. he, cause the movie was not only, not only bad, but he had a very, very public right before the, he probably cost the studio tens of millions of dollars by going like the night before it came out. 
hey, sorry about this. This is not the film I wanted to make. He apologized for the movie before it came out. And based on that, I'm sure plenty of people didn't see it and it cost the studio money. Yeah. So, but I mean, um, you got, I mean, it's hard to be in, in his position, though. I, I get it to be like, I, this wasn't me, man. <laughs> like, this wasn't what I wanted. But on the other hand, you know, it, and it was his own ex- inexperience. Like, part of the, like, my understanding, part of the deal with working with giant studios is knowing how, how and when to fight them and how and when to fight them on what. And that's how you get. You know, that's how you get good superhero movies. You know, that he made a a bad superhero movie that was maybe too close to his initial idea because he did have some ideas. And then you have like studio shit like X3, where it's just like, we will chunk, we, will, we will put this this processed baloney of movie out. That's the best way I can describe it. It's baloney. It's just this processed like cool shots together of people doing things that are things the character that are interesting but, looking in this one yeah. moment. Yeah, like it's it's interesting to me because on the one hand, like I think that that hurts films sometimes, but on the other hand, I feel like it can help. Like a perfect example, like I was, I was telling you earlier, um just surfing around on Netflix watched Armageddon again. Um and I got to tell you I like that film. I do. And it's and it's Michael Bay and I hate him. And I hate him now. He's just a big, horrible, chauvinist bastard now. And like, and and it's not in that movie. It's totally in that movie. Where? Tell me that he doesn't treat his shots of Liv Tyler the same way he treats his shot of make shots of Megan Fox. From no time way. To time. He he can't. He can't. They don't let him. That's what I'm saying. Like because he's because he doesn't have all the power. I really like look at the things she wears. She's dressed. Like a person who would be dressed like there's only one scene like with her and Ben Affleck before he takes off. That's like got her like part, like in a dress out in a field and the dress is like partially opened. And he's like playing with animal crackers on her belly, but she still has her bra on. And like it's not gratuitous. It's like, of course, that's what you'd be doing before your your yeah, like, no, I'm sorry. is about to maybe go to death. My, Michael, Michael Bay has made exactly one good film. The name of that film is The Rock. Um, oh yeah, that movie's fantastic, l- but there's no women in it. Oh, actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, and he made Bad Boys Two, which is trash, but like my favorite trash ever. Oh, I like the Bad Boys movies. The and Bad Boys coming out with another one, I think. Bad Boys Two. For anybody who hasn't seen Bad Boys Two, there is a, a at one point in the movie there is a a freeway chase where um where they are releasing cars off of the back of a of a car carrier and then they're also at one point in like a like a like a rolling morgue or something and they're like throwing bodies at the cars <laughs> it's 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 true oh it's, it's it's crazy it's really worth seeing you really need to see bad boys too if you haven't seen bad boys too it's on it's on netflix so it's it's terrible Shit. let it's- me be clear there's there's nothing good about the I mean, film. to be clear, let me be clear. Like when I was watching Armageddon again, like I remember the first time I watched it, and I like really enjoyed it. Like, and it's interesting when you go back and watch something, and it's like everything goes wrong in that. Like everything, <laughs> it's like really and, like, like Bruce Willis is acting, huh? It's nothing. What I said, like Bruce Willis is acting. Shut up, he's fantastic in that film. You, shut yeah, up. I, I think, I think that fantastic. He's is- hysterically and awesome in that movie. So you shut up. And what I thought was interesting is I was reading some of the trivia on it and like found out I was being you for a bit and I'd found out that JJ Abrams wrote some of the dialogue. Oh really? And like 
Yes. And so what occurred, like, and it, and it occurred to, and it was like something I found out after I had just finished watching it again. And like, what's interesting is there are moments in that film for me anyway, that are just like ridiculously, awesomely funny. Like everything comes together and it's this wonderful moment of like where action meets humor and it totally works. And like, and once I've read that, I was like, every time one of those was good, like sometimes they were really bad. They were like grown worthy, but like sometimes they were just like, Mwah! and I was like, that's JJ. Like, yeah, I don't know I don't if it know. actually I, is. I don't know I who wrote like the rest of the film, so I don't want to, yeah. That, you know, interesting. Uh, Joss Whedon wrote Speed. He's uncredited. Really? I love yeah. Speed. I oh, really he's, did. And it's, there's so much Whedon in it. There's so, well, I'm going to go home, have some sex. <laughs> I just, just, it's just absolutely a weed. Anyway, listen, let's talk about some Star Trek, shall we? Well, so, um, uh, okay, go ahead and talk about Star Trek. No, 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 no. I mean, no, we, we can certainly talk to our listeners about other things than Star Trek on our Star Trek podcast. What, are you, what else would you like to say? Well, I just, it was so, and this, to be clear, it, it doesn't, I guess, directly relate to Star Trek in this particular moment, but, like, I believe that it can. Um I don't know how familiar you are with the VR tech, but there have been a lot of announcements. They've they've announced the price for Oculus Rift, uh, which is ridiculously expensive. I've got and Google Cardboard at home. Does that count? Do you really? I do. Yeah. How do you How do you like it? I love it. It's so much fun. I so but I had not. I I've been following. Do you have an iPhone or a Samsung? Um, I have an iPhone four. <laughs> All right. So so. The Samsung, I could never go off iPhone because I, I use the music match to listen to music, so I, I would never leave iPhone. But the Samsung will take a Bluetooth uh, like game controller, like feels like a PlayStation controller, and then you can put strap, strap the, the cardboard to your head, and then you can not only look around in 3D, but you can use the controller to move. Right. Yeah, so that's like, one so thing. That's, and that's, I mean, so basically Oculus is, I mean, you can do that. Right. Um, it's going to ship uh, with the Rift and an Xbox One controller. So it's not going to ship. It's not going to ship with their um, they made like special uh, touch controllers for the Rift. But those aren't out yet. Um, and they've already sold out of the pre-orders that I think start shipping in. I want to say uh, March, actually. Um, so like I think I think you'd still pre-order. But like I think now you're looking at June. Right. Huh. Um, and then shortly after that, the uh, HTC Vive announced their price point, which is even more. Than how much? The how much Rift. is it? How much is it? The Rift is um, 700 bucks. Balls. Yeah. I mean, let me be clear. Oh, wait. No, I'm wrong. I think it's 600. I think it's 600 because. Ladies and gentlemen, it's... ladies and gentlemen, Google Cardboard is $15. Right. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. So like the. If, if you've been following, like, I've been following it this whole time because I'm, like, so jazzed about it, right? You've got three of them. You've got the Rift, you've got the Vive, and you've got um, Project Morpheus, which I loved better, but now they're calling it PlayStation VR. Um, and they haven't announced yet, so we have no idea. The Vive is actually the most expensive. It's I'm sorry, I think that one's the one that's, um, that's like, $800. The problem that I found with the Oculus Rift is, unless you've got a really high-end PC to fucking start with, even if you drop the 600 bucks, like, you've got nothing but a headset, right? Like, you need a powerful PC. So, like, they're selling packages where it's packaged with a powerful enough, like, machine. So you get the Rift, and you get a machine capable of running the Rift, and that's, like, $1,600. 
And I'm like, I don't fucking have that. Like, and it Google won't work cardboard with cardboard is $15. It works really well. Right? So, but I never, and I'm, I'm, so I'm reading up about all this stuff and I'm like, oh, this sounds so cool. And like one of the games that they're talking about in particular that I think is going to be on all three of the platforms that I really, 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 really want to play uh, is Adrift. And it's like a space game. And you're like stranded on a space station, and you're the only one left alive, and you have to like, like basically keep all of your, um, if you find and you and you use your oxygen to maneuver and to breathe, and you're trying to get enough power back to the station to like be able to survive and like get your ass like home. So it's it's it just sounds incredible, right? Like I get to be in space. That's fucking are, awesome, right? Are you are you Matt Damon while you're doing that? No, no, you are not Matt Damon while you're doing that. Because it um, sounds, it just, I mean. It does, little, but it was before Mars it, ever came, like, before that movie ever came out. Interstellar, like I mean, no, the Mars, what? Adrift has been in production for like years, so it's long before that movie ever hit. But sure, sure. Anyway, they, um, and in the vi- and with the vibe in particular, like you were talking about how you can use a controller to like move around, the vibe, you actually have sensors that you set up around your house, like in the room. And so it doesn't just track your head, it tracks your entire body, so you can actually move literally in the space. Oh, no, that sounds like a really smart idea. It sounds awesome <laughs> to me. Yeah, let's put, here, here's what I want you to do. I just want you to strap <laughs> the thing to your head and just play. But I want to be able to, like, like film you doing it and see if that will be funnier than all the shots of the people crashing on the hoverboards. Because. You know what? <laughs> Fine, you can film me doing it. When I get one, when I get unless you VR get one setup. of the things, unless you get like there is that I've seen the thing where like like you stand in this thing and like you walk on it and it like goes under your feet. Yeah, that and thing it holds... is really cool. No, I mean from what I understand, that, like, what that's like about... the close you get to a, to a holiday, a holiday, a holodeck. Except you yes. really would need to put something on your genitals because init- that's of course here. Here's the thing: how much 3D porn do you think is already out there? Oh, already. That's the thing, right? Like I'm sure that it is. Like so. I'm I'm really excited about all of this technology, and I'm I'm clear that we can't afford to buy it right now. <laughs> like I don't have sixteen hundred dollars just burning a hole in my pocket to go buy it right now, which sucks because I really wish that I did. Um, well, maybe if you had sixteen hundred dollars, you'd have better pockets, and it wouldn't have fallen out. Maybe that's a valid yeah, man, point. Yeah, see, um, that's just logic. That's just we happened math. to be at a store that had the um, the Gear VR out. Okay. And I don't have, as you know, I don't have an Android phone, right? Because I love iPhone. Um, and so I was like, Mr. A was like, you got to check it out. I'm like, all right, like, I'll look at it. But like, I've always kind of felt like, how cool can it be if you're really just putting your phone in there? Like, I don't understand. Like, because to me in my brain, right? Like these people who are making the, like the gear, like they're building magic in there that's creating sure, this, sure. this crazy immersive world. It's like, you can't just put a cell phone in there. That doesn't work. Um, it turns out it does. So like I'm, I'm in fucking the store and I have this thing on and Of course it's tethered, right? Cause they won't, they don't want you to walk off with it. But like, um, the thing that's playing when I start is like, you're in some virtual movie theater watching, um, a, a trailer for Transformers. And I was like, uh, like it didn't really blow my skirt up. I was like, I guess this is okay. Right. But then I'm like looking around and there's some more and I find like the menu and I find this thing called like underwater discovery. And I've done that one. I did that one. 
have really you cool. with the beluga yeah. whales and, yeah. the, and the sharks coming at you. And I got to tell you, like, I, you should have filmed me in the store doing this. <laughs> Mr. A was like, I was like, Trek off ridiculous. two. Trek off two. He was like, did you, I was like, did I look ridiculous? He was like, ridiculously adorable. I was like, I love you, baby. Yeah, you're um, a good hubby. Because they, it was so awesome, dude. Like, seriously. Like, and the graphics are not even that good. But I was, like, like trying to pet whales and shit and, like, walking around. And it was just, it was fucking awesome. And it's, like, I, I know they've talked about not just video games experiences for these, but they've talked about what it could possibly mean for media and what it could mean for, like, movies like could you imagine well, they've already got stuff there's already a um they've got one for uh the star wars has an app where you can look around with the google cardboard and look look around jakku and that came out before uh the force awakens there's one with uh deadpool sitting around a bar right now <laughs> where you where, where you just like look around and there are, like 10 deadpools everywhere just doing <laughs> funny shit um i mean it's like it's it's out there i know and yes i think that that the idea of even if I think the problem is you have a lot of car, like you couldn't have people sit down in a movie theater to do this. Like, I, I think that if you sat down in a movie theater and then you could turn your head left and right and, and affect this, like look around the world in that way. I just mm-hmm. think it would truly just be a floor full of vomit. Really? Like I, Oh, I had an interesting experience. Yeah, um, uh, actually I'll share this with you. Um, a couple of weeks ago, um, I turn off all the lights and, and we, we have a pull down screen. And so we were watching on the pull down screen, which is actually way cheaper than most big screen TVs. You'd be surprised. Um, uh, but we had a pull down screen. We were playing halo on it. Nice. And, um, and I started to get a little sick to my tummy. Really? I was like, halo? yeah, on a big screen. Yeah. Where it was like that big. I was like, oh, oh, whoa, no. And I had to sort of leave the room and like I got carsick. Wow. Um, and only because it was that big and it's not every game, but it was just like there was a lot of like running and fighting and camera shakes and mm-hmm. yeah, surprised. That is surprising. I mean, they do talk about that. Like they, they that's one of the concerns with VR, obviously. Um, I, what I think, I don't know how it will work out for being able to actually you know, create a whole film in that manner, like what that would be like and, and how mass market that would be right. In case, in terms of people, like they, I've, they've, I've read a lot of articles about it. Like the more that you do it, uh, the better acclimated you get to it. You know, it's much like, like I'm learning to skate. Right. And like, now that I'm doing spins, um, basically your body adapts and you don't get dizzy. Right. Because you can't afford to, like it learns that you're just going to keep fucking spinning. Well, fuck, I guess I better figure this out and not be dizzy anymore. (laughs) Right. So it's much like that with VR where you can, you, I feel like you train yourself, right? If you're one of those people that has a problem to begin with, right? But um, what I think would be interesting, like, would be the, the ex- like, the companion experiences to the films and TV shows and stuff like that. So it would be, like, the ability to, like, like you're talking about, it's kind of holo- it's kind of holodeck-like, right? In that maybe it's, we're not to the place quite yet where you're like interacting with people and it's like this super realistic thing. Right. But it's, it's the almost their step. And like, you see, you I know that it, someone, somebody's going to program something that goes around your crotch. And, gonna, and cause yeah, that was the thing when we came home and he was like, he's like, we can't afford these really expensive things, but maybe we could get cardboard, you know, cause you were talking about how cheap it was, the cardboard, the Google cardboard or whatever. He was like, maybe yeah, we yeah. get that or something. And he was like, let's just see what there is out there. And of course, like, there's absolutely already 
like porn out there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like the like the that's and got, it's three sixty three D. You can look around. Like, wait, it's really immersive. I want to have sex then. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, in lieu of real, yeah, sex, but because I may not be able to get. Yes, sex. but the but 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 you can you can a either only have real sex with the person that you can have real sex with, or in many cases with nobody. So, you know, and sometimes the person you want to have real sex with isn't right there. Now, I'm not advocating porn or, or condemning porn. That's not what I'm here to do. But I'm just saying that <laughs> that I'm saying there's so much porn for a reason. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, um, speaking of which, I'm going to use that as a segue to a wonderful conversation. And I said that I was going to do this. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> You're going to use porn as a segue. See, I was trying it to is, use the I'll, VR as a segue to being able to, like, walk around on the ship, like on the Enterprise. No, but. Like, cause Which that there's there's awesome. there there's there's one where you're in a shuttlecraft and you can fly it around. Um, that's out there for um the I think it was for the Oculus Rift demo. But there's one where you're in a shuttlecraft and you're flying around. Anyway, like a, like yes, a I'm gonna Star use Trek porn shuttlecraft. And, yep. Or just a red um, one? nope. Star Trek shuttlecraft. It's oh, there. that's fucking awesome. So so listen, this is this is my segue though to uh porn. Um, porn. Okay. So I. I don't want to say who because I don't want to embarrass anyone. But suffice to say, I uh, I was visited by a relative the other day, and uh, and uh, this is a relative that you and I have talked about uh, before. Um, and I was visited by a relative who who um, after a few drinks were just sort of talking about plans for the future and me doing my career and the Trek off movie and the next movie that I'm thinking about making after Trek off movies done. Blah blah blah. And 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 all of a sudden they got just a little huffy. They're, they're like, you know, I tried to listen to your show. I was like, you did. Uh, why'd you do that? <laughs> I didn't even ask what they thought. Why did you do that? <laughs> why did that? I I told you, I told you not to do that. I rather explicitly told you not to do that. <laughs> and they said, they said, why are you making that softcore porn? <laughs> I know, I know. I don't want to say who it was. Um, Here's but I was thing. like, I was like, I've watched a lot of softcore porn. And I don't think I don't think we meet the criteria. We're we're way <laughs> dirtier than that. Let me be clear. Softcore porn can get an R. No, 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 no. No, we are way dirtier than that, sir or madam, who said that. We are ten <laughs> times dirtier than that, man. Man, that you you will not hear the word cum sprinkler on <laughs> softcore porn. In our film, the word cum speaker followed by the words is spoken in our film. It's true. <laughs> I say thee nay. I say thee nay. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. It's a true, <laughs> true conversation. Hey, so, I really hope we're, you know what? We might be, it might have been an entertainment value um, judgment as opposed to uh, a filth judgment. No, I, th- I think that they're like, it's just <laughs> like all. It's, so you know how a, softcore porn is not like as entertaining as porn porn? And it's kind of, and it makes you laugh. But like not in a good way necessarily. Like maybe that's what they were trying to say our shows like. Yes. No. It's 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 getting the pity laugh and and a a pity laugh and a half hard tug. No. Right. I think, I think <laughs> that's our tagline for the film right there. <laughs> Trek off the motion picture. A pity laugh and a half hard tug. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so I I pulled up the movie and there's there's. There's this. There's this great. I'm gonna. I'm gonna spoil a joke in our movie. Somebody's gonna hear a joke from the movie right Why now. Why are you gonna do that? Listen. Don't do that. 
No, I'm teasing it. I'm teasing oh. the joke. See, see, because there are lots of jokes in our movies. There's a lot of jokes in our movies. So, um, so there, there's this. I don't like point. that you use that word. I don't think there are a lot of jokes. They're in not movies. jokes. There are a lot of funny moments. Funny moments. Okay. So, but this one, I, this a one, joke is like occurs to me as like, like, like something is crafted. Which is good, yeah. right? Like I like jokes, but um, I don't think that I don't want people to think they're going to get some wonderfully crafted jokes. No, 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 no. It's a documentary. It's absolutely not there. Anyway, anyway, um, um, but the movie's still hilarious. You really have to see it when it comes out. Um, so, uh, so the there's a point where we're talking to the burlesque uh, dancers, and they're talking about like why they do it and the meaning of burlesque and how it's about owning it, owning your own body and blah blah blah. And I and I pulled that up and I was like, listen, I know you saw saw the burlesque, and I was like, listen, person, um, this is the burlesque show and you may have thought that it was just gonna be oh look boobies but look it's actually like like it's deeper than that and i'm saying this and 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 they're watching this this thing and right at that point after i say that um clementine says uh says what did cinderella say when she gets to the ball oh Oh, god right at that moment and i was just like (laughs) i was just like okay all right that's our show (laughs) thanks thanks you know what no there's nothing no no (laughs) <laughs> yeah duh, duh. so um yeah we're so. we're really not you know like frazier right like that's like that's real softcore porn that's no, real like, softcore porn humor. no like, no 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 frazier crane frazier crane i'm gonna <laughs> say that later i'll just let you know someone's gonna be very confused and angry in a minute um <laughs> <laughs> i don't recommend it don't say frazier crane no. It does. That does not get your get your seal of approval for my next no, play. No, it really does. <laughs> okay, well, I won't say Fraser Crane. I promise, I won't say Fraser Crane. I do have a little bit of Star Trek news. Um, oh no! Two two now things. What? I'm afraid. Um, no, no, no. I think I think uh, this is a, a a good little discussion we have. Um, they have. It uh, looks like they're gonna. Everybody is signed on for a fourth Star Trek film. Alright. Um, but it was about money, and so here I'm just going to read them. Taking this off of uh, CinemaBlend.com, the article is by Sean O'Connell. Um, he says the third star- installment of the rebooted Star Trek series has just gotten underway, but Paramount already has made a move that solidifies franchise for the future and made the the two centerpiece actors of the series a lot richer. THR uh, quotes sources that say that Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, who play Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock respectively, have renegotiated their deals to now include Star Trek 4. With the move comes raises with new salaries of about Star Trek, uh, uh, sorry, of about $6 million for each actor. Significant increases of what they made for Star Trek and its sequel, Into Darkness. The trade reports that Chris Pine earned only $600,000 for his role in the initial Trek movie. Now, in the real world, that's a ton of money. That's a huge amount of money. But, Absolutely, but if he's making one film in a year, and he's playing Captain Kirk uh-huh. in a giant movie, yeah, and he makes less than a million. Like there are there are ten second shots in that film that cost more than his entire than his role. entire salary. So keeping that in mind, for his yeah. role in the initial Trek movie, primarily because no one knew if J.J. Abrams' timeline would reset, well, the timeline reset would work. He he was paired one point five million for Into Darkness and will make three million for Star Trek Beyond. The number just keeps climbing. 
THR maps out what is pretty obvious, stating that Paramount was in a tough spot because the members of its Star Trek cast are only getting more successful and as a result more expensive. Aside from Pine, who has appeared in Jack Ryan reboots and Horrible Bosses 2, the new Trek family has to eventually afford a Carl Urban, Simon Pegg, who's co-writing Star Trek Beyond, John Cho, Anton Yelchin, and, wait for it, Zoe Zaldana, who has Marvel and James Cameron vying for her time. The actress has roles in James Gunn's Guardian of the Galaxy 2 and multiple Avatar sequels that will be determined... Uh, that will demand her time. Sorry. If Paramount wants to keep playing uh, her to keep playing Uhura, they're going to have to pay her in similar ways to how they are now paying Pine and Quinto. And so it goes on to say that. Um, I don't know. I'm happy to hear that there's a part four and I'm both happy and worried that they're all getting paid so much. Why was you? Wh- why are you worried that they're getting paid so much? Um, because that, that was get, what it required to get them to to still be on board. No, 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 no. But or, but if they're if they're all getting, let's say, six million dollars for the next film, uh-huh. that means before they roll cameras a single time, you're looking at for seven of them. That's thirty two million dollars, like right there before a before single they camera ever rolls. Fucking build a set or yeah, film a sequence or put in special effects. Yeah, and frankly. It, everybody was interested in the Star Trek reboots. Into Darkness didn't do so well. I don't think the new one's going to do as well. I think what you're going to face is you're like you're going to just have the fans. I don't think that we are going to keep up that kind of budgeted film. I just don't think. I can't imagine that Star Trek Four is making the tons of dough. Like maybe you Star Wars. No, I can't, like there. So there's. I guess I see what you're saying, but like part of me is hopeful in the sense that like maybe they'll get back to. The storytelling, right? Because that doesn't cost Do you, as, much as all these maybe, big set piece moments. But that's you know not. But saying? that's not. But that's not what they're doing. They're they're doing the big big gamble for the big bucks on this one. You know, that's. I mean, it's it's right. But what I'm saying is, if if they're doing a four, like if especially if three doesn't do that well, they won't be able to do that. So, like, maybe what we'll get is a really good Star Trek movie, because the the money constraints that it could like because of what it costs them just to get the people they won't be able to be like well let's throw all the money at this big explosion or this big wild ride moment or blah 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 you know what i mean and so it'll actually be a star trek movie instead of fast and the furious in space see it's one of those moments and again i don't want to call star trek beyond fast and the furious in space yet simon Pegg has said that the, that he didn't like the trailer and it didn't represent the film certainly i have been I have been known. When I, I hope tra- he's right because it's because that's what the trailer showed me. <laughs> yeah, but there's a, there's a certain philosophy of, of cutting trailers for general audience that says show them all the bang, 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 bang. You know, make it look awesome. And I've even fell fallen prey to that when I was cutting trailers. Like, let's put every cool shot I can to show that I have cool shots. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. if, if if Chris it's Pine a has a bit great like shooting your load early though, ain't it? But if Chris Pine has has a great scene of crying with an amazing acting moment, they're not going to put that in the trailer for two minutes. Like, oh, listen, this is the best thing in the whole film. Check this out. You know, and it's just him weeping. Star Trek Beyond. I mean, like, just why don't you be ridiculous? Like, obviously not. But but I don't think that's what's going on. Like, I I mean, there's there's a way there is a way you can cut a trailer and you can show that there's, you know, some excitement without it being all about the excitement. No, I agree with you. All about the comedy. No, it was so, a terrible trailer. No, I'm not saying that it wasn't a terrible trailer. I'm I just mean, saying. I mean, if it represents the movie properly, it's a great trailer. But if it doesn't, 
Like I, I no, really no, hope even it does. even if it I, represents I the movie properly, it it's not, not a great trailer. The a great trailer is a trailer that makes everybody want to go see a movie. The last fucking Batman v Superman trailer was amazing. It was really good. It like the first one was good. The second one was bullshit and made me go, oh, fuck this movie. I'm not going to see it. And then the last one was like, holy shit, this looks really, 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 really good. And I feel like the truth yeah, is I mean, I'm going to. I want to say the last one that I saw, and maybe it wasn't a trailer. Maybe it was something. But I think it just, I had already seen the horribleness and this just had like good lines in it. And, and they didn't have this horrible thing that they did to Wonder Woman. It just had like a shot of her being blown back by something. Um, and I love, yeah, I, I, but. you know, I, I hope for your sake that the, the physical size of the actress playing Wonder Woman is not like the thing about a movie called Batman v Superman that makes it bad for you. It's not going to be the thing. It's going to be one of the things like there were things beyond that that upset me in that trailer. So beyond but, that, what upset you? Because that's what I want to, I like what made you, since this is sort of the comic book show that we're doing, what? How and they I know treat talked, her. How like, they treat her. she shows up, like, is she with you? I thought she was with you. Because a bitch can't be on her own, right? Well, but. She's got to be with a guy. Yeah, right? but if a dude showed up, Especially I could see that. Especially if she's, you know, some kind of badass. Like, is that your girlfriend? I don't think it was it that your girlfriend. I think it was. I think that was like like. Is she on your side? No, I thought she was on your side. Really, really. Yeah, I did. Yes, you really did. You I really actually did. truly did because I, think I you're actually full truly of did. Shit. Because no, I'm I actually truly bullshit. did. I, I would thought like it was to a... submit bullshit. <laughs> I was. I was. I was more concerned about the horrible chemistry in that line. <laughs> I was more concerned for the first time about about Affleck's performance. Um, in the way he said that line, because all the because everything I've seen of him playing Bruce Wayne has been amazing, um, and then in that line he just seemed like he was tired of wearing the big metal suit. So I was not concerned about her or what was being said about her or any of that. So I was just concerned. So you were just you know being a guy. You were just you know looking at the guys, and that was what you were paying attention to. So you had no idea that. Well, they, she didn't. She she didn't have any lines. No, it's fine. So. I get it. It's cool. Don't do this. You did this. You did this while we were shooting, while we were cutting the film together, and it almost wrecked the night. Don't fucking do this. This is getting this is getting real, ladies and gentlemen. This is getting fucking real, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting it's getting kind of heavy. It's getting it's getting it's getting kind of hectic. No, I I would I would totally throw down if I were not a tiny weakling. I like. Can we just go back to making softcore porn? That I've seen like of him as Bruce Wayne, I thought was good. Um, I still think that um, Lois Lane is good. Um, I still, I still think like the problem with Superman is not Superman. Like I like that guy. Yeah, I like Henry Cavill a lot. Um, and and like and and the thing is, I I do like <sighs> I like Lex Luthor, but I don't I don't like Lex Luthor. <laughs> I think I think that Lex Luthor has yet to be seen. Keep in mind, the Lex Luthor, we have not yet seen there, a Lex Luthor. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there have been some... some he small... will be bald. He will be bald in the film. We are going to get a real... I, you know what? It's not even Lex the Luther. fucking hair that bothers But it's, it's But that's really the thing. I, I guess I guess what you're seeing is you're you're seeing Lex Luthor in pupa. You know what I mean? Like you, that's you are fine, not... and that's what I'm saying. Like That's a valid choice. Like I really don't care about the hair. It's not that. Like, there are... Like, there's... 
like a couple of short snippets where he's he's good and he seems like he's chilling and and scary and I like him. And then there's the whole you don't want to start a fight with this guy or whatever. It's awful. Oh, but you know what? Here's the thing. I don't think it's awful. I think here's the thing. Really? There's a world. You don't I trust think that's awful. Like, I that's trust the actor. Like no, I don't. Writing. No, no, no. I trust the actor and I and I think I again, I have a feeling that it's what not we're going to funny. I th- I don't think I think it's supposed to be off putting. They seem annoyed. You think it's supposed to be groan worthy? Like you think that's legitimately? What I you it wasn't. I, I it wasn't groan worthy for you me. You didn't it was... groan audibly. Like you no. Because I got to tell you, I no. like literally groaned audibly and rolled my eyes. It was it was a reflex. I think that the that Lex. Happened. I think the Lex we're gonna get is a Lex who's like that and very effusive, kind of friendly. Everybody likes him, and then finally, when you meet what Lex is really fucking like, I think that he's gonna be fucking a problem i think he's going to be i think that he's going to be cool i think that ultimately my problem with the film and again i love how you and i are reviewing this movie we haven't seen um my real (laughs) problem it's a high bar for me because like the only lex luther we've had so far is gene hackman and he was awesome I don't think he was an awesome but Lex Luthor he at all. Awesome. He was awesome Shut at being your He mouth. was awesome at being Gene Hackman, but he wasn't Lex Luthor. He is a great that's, Lex Luthor. That's, that's the not Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. I threw up on and I fucking loved him. What are you that's talking about? That's because that's the that's not Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor isn't like that. What's Lex Luthor like? Lex Luthor is a lot like the Kingpin. He is powerful. He is he is not down in an underground lair with Otis you know, cracking jokes, scrambling after his toupee falling off. That's, you know, Miss Tessmacher. You know, that's, that's no, not, that's no. not Lex Luthor. The, the Lex Luthor, the closest they get to the Lex Luthor that is real Lex Luthor is how cold he is when he's uh, contacting Superman over the, over the like Superman's like dog ear hearing that he can do like that. That's Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor is always 10 steps ahead and he always has the power and he is not funny. He is, and I think that that's well, then, the thing. But, so explain to me why you just said that he's funny and he's friendly, but he's not. Because like, this is, cause here's the difference. The Lex Luthor, there was Miss Tassmacher, that was Lex Luthor. And and the other Lex Luthor was the mask. This guy's wearing the mask of being, like, let's let's be honest, he's just being Mark Zuckerberg again. You know, he's just being like a funny <laughs> kind of it. Uh, yeah. um, um, and I think that the change is going to be when you see what's like what it's like when the doors close. There was a great old Saturday Night Live skit that show with. Ron- Did you ever see Phil Hartman do Ronald Reagan on uh, on Saturday Night Live? No, I don't there was a, there, there was a thing where I bet <laughs> it's he's awesome. Sitting- where he's sitting there and he's and he looks he looks like he's like a little bit confused and there's some girl girl scouts coming he's like well it's good to see you girl scouts i want you to know i think you're good americans and they go out and they they close the door and say bye bye now good to see you and the doors close and immediately he stands up straight I, I freaking hate those kids i hate having to see the kids now let's bomb the fuck out of russia like it was like that's 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 <laughs> <laughs> and and that is that is what I'm hoping we see is that we see who look at what I think that he is doing what Christian Bale was doing as Bruce Wayne where he's acting you know what? A, and if he is that's fine but like the thing is it does not it doesn't it doesn't in any way make that moment that I saw in the preview okay like even in that context that shit's it's it's not good now I hear you I hear, okay. but I, I have, like, I have, I agree with you. Like, I, like that's, if that's what they're going for with the character, that's a valid choice. You know what I mean? But like, 
that doesn't make up for like some shit that's so horribly written. Um, and, and just, just, I mean, I shouldn't ever groan when I'm watching a trailer. I should, it shouldn't be what happens. Yeah. And it wasn't a good, and I'm not saying it's a good trailer. I'm just saying I hold out hope and we'll see how it is. I think you Um, hold out hope though, because you just, you want to love it, which is weird because like we're on opposite sides of the spectrum right now. Like I'm, I'm already, I'm already hating. I'm drinking haterade all about it. And like, you're like, I can hear that. And you're like, but no, it's, I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting. I say I hold out hope. <laughs> no, I think there's a world where it's a terrible train wreck too, but I, I, I hold out hope that it won't be. That it won't actually be a terrible train wreck. So that's all we got for Star Trek. Um, I think we've, this is our comic book show, guys. What do you think? Yeah, I guess, you, it, I guess it is our comic book show. It's our comic book I mean, show. We there's should make a lot a comic of comic book, book stuff going on and like, sadly, not a lot of Star Trek stuff going on. <laughs> well, we, like, we should do like an episode review soon. That'd be fun. What do you think, guys? What do you want us to do? Hey, you know what you could do? You know do? what we should do? We should what? do an episode review of um of a season of the cartoon. That would I haven't seen enough of the cartoon to I've only seen like three episodes of the cartoon. <gasps> yep. Well then you have Sorry. fucking homework, asshole. Yeah, I will get right on that. <laughs> um <laughs> They're j- watching with your fucking kids. It's a cartoon. <laughs> Let me edit the movie first. Um uh, hey, one last that. thing. As a as a uh, as a personal uh favor anybody who's listening who's facebook friends with me um anytime before uh the 29th if you uh if you see a fun little video on a page of a kid making uh making cigarettes and drugs explode uh just go ahead and go to youtube and hit thumbs up on it it's just a personal favor for me just do that check out my face check out my facebook page if you if you want to hear more about that anyway uh my name is justin (laughs) my name is alex trick off trick off bitches you just finished the episode and you're like hey that was fun i'd like more trek off to put in my ear hole to put into my brain part well that's really easy all you got to do is go to trekoffpodcast.com there's over a hundred hours of trek off it's free just go there trekoffpodcast.com or search itunes or whatever pod feed you use or trekoffpodcast.com that's really easy you can also like us on facebook where you'll hear information about everything that we do like us there especially hearing about trekoffmovie.com that's our movie we're making a movie based on this the trailers there links are there trekoffmovie.com trekoffpodcast.com thank you for listening and trek off okay this is the last chance i got before you go on to whatever else you're going to do today please check out we are nerds go on itunes right now before the podcast ends and just get it. it's 99 cents or amazon whatever you use to get music it really does help us it's a really cool song we are nerds get it now before you do anything else i trust you i know you're gonna do it okay thanks so much bye-bye you, you got me again. Why do we like to see characters die and it's terrible? Crying at home, it's embarrassing. Every show is like dead, dead, dead. And the wedding is red, like the beheading of Ned. Jenny Calendar, Tara, and Anya, and Fred, Tasha, Yar, Uncle Ben, and Gwen. Why is it then we tune in? Every week for bloodletting, upsetting the deading. Woo.